listening to Where the World Comes to Talk. When the Lincoln Museum in Fort Wayne, Indiana opened in 1928, Lincoln was unquestionably the great emancipator. Today, many views of Lincoln proliferate, as well as many museums of Lincoln. What's in store for the future of Fort Wayne's Lincoln Museum? We'll find out when we return on Civil War Talk Radio. Hey, got a marketing department? Outsource it. Electronic Theater, a full-service multimedia ad agency, will animate your business. Still stuck with paper? Go digital. Engage your prospective clients with dynamic media, including voice, animation, video, music, and even virtual tours. Your interactive presentation illustrates who you are and what you do. Whether it's projected onto screens, handed out on CD with auto web link, or streaming from your website, Multimedia will grab your client's attention and keep it there. Electronic Theater makes it simple. We are knowledgeable, experienced, friendly professionals, and surprisingly affordable. So get your message out to the world. Electronic Theater, spotlighting your business. Check out our services and low CD replication pricing at electronictheater.com or call us at 760-436-8449. Hear that? You just gotta love that sound. Really, it's one of this country's great treasures. The unmistakable sound of a nice California Chardonnay. There's nothing like it. Well, except of course for the sound of nails pounding lumber, building new homes across America, or states sizzling on the grill. In fact, 40% of American products are shipped by freight railroads, from computers to produce. We even carry trucks. Really, chances are the things you'll use tomorrow are taking the train today. 70% of new American cars, 40% of the grain harvest. More Americans depend on us than ever. Freight railroads contribute more than $31 billion a year to the U.S. economy. And since one freight train carries a load of up to 500 trucks, that means less fuel, less traffic. A better environment, a better tomorrow. Tomorrow, arriving by train. Sponsored by North America's Freight Railroads. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio. Interested in advertising on any of our shows? Please click the Advertise link on the homepage or send an email to ads at worldtalkradio.com or you can click on the Sponsor This Show link on any of the show pages. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich. Today, talking with Carolyn Texley, Director of Collections at the Lincoln Museum in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Carolyn, we've been talking about the museum, uh, the past of the Lincoln Museum and some of the things it has in the present. I thought I'd ask uh, some questions about where the museum is headed. In particular, in the year 2005, Springfield opened its Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum with great national attention and uh, a budget of, I don't know, $80 million to build a, a fabulous museum. Have you seen that museum? Uh, no, I haven't yet. I've just seen the pictures. I uh, wasn't able to make the um, um, uh, the opening and 
Yeah, no, I just haven't been yet. I may not be able to make it until um, February this year, or oh, in two thousand six. That's that's my plan as well. I, 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 it's a long way from North Carolina to Springfield, and yeah. it's a long way to anywhere from Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> and in fact, uh, I, I plan to visit there in February two thousand six mm-hmm. myself. But until then, uh, well, we can have a conversation from the blind leading the blind about a museum mm-hmm. either of us have seen. Yeah. Let me ask you instead: what uh, what effect has that museum had on the museum in Fort Wayne? At, at, one time, I know uh, the Fort Wayne Museum could bill itself as the world's largest museum dedicated to Abraham Lincoln, right. uh, and now mm-hmm. Springfield dwarfs uh, what Fort Wayne uh, has done in terms of mm-hmm. size. Is it affecting visitors? Is it affecting? Uh, how is it affecting things? Uh, I think it's um, uh, led to more um, more visitors here. I think it. I was always telling people I would get calls from the press who, of course, wanted to make something dramatic out of it, that we would be jealous somehow of Springfield. And um, uh, it just wasn't the case. I would always just tell them that uh, the more Lincoln, the better, that it can only um, uh, increase interest in Lincoln, and that can only be good for us in the end, that I don't – Actually, they they have not proven to be competition. I think people are coming here after having gone there. We're actually kind of on the way if – anybody's doing a driving trip um, and um, I think that has happened more um, uh, quite a bit there was some confusion initially about people um, confusing our website for theirs I think that happened um, very early on for a little while so there was some um, actually kind of negative attention they were a little annoyed that <laughs> um, they didn't have information about the Springfield exhibit on our website. We do have a link to their website, but there was some initial confusion about uh, the Lincoln Museum, although I think there are several places that call themselves the Lincoln Museum. Um, so um, There's one in Hodgenville, Kentucky, uh, Lincoln's uh-huh. birthplace, which is right. basically a wax museum. It is, uh-huh. uh, it is high on the camp factor, uh, yeah. and I recommend it, too. If, if uh-huh. anyone's visiting Lincoln's birthplace, uh, if you're driving through central Kentucky, you certainly don't want to miss it mm-hmm. and see the remarkable Greek temple with the little cabin in the middle. Uh-huh. But at the same time, uh, go in town, and there's a little mom-and-pop museum called the Lincoln Museum. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it does not, yeah. In terms of size, it is to the Fort Wayne Museum as Fort Wayne is to Springfield. Uh, uh-huh. If that yeah. gives a sense, it's, it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, so in general, the, the the Springfield Museum has had a positive effect. If anything, people have. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah. I've. Um, I don't think I was uh, talking to the other staff from upstairs who see the um, the public a lot more often than I do. But the um, um, they were saying that it's. If if anything, it's brought more people here. It's not. It's certainly not detracted. People aren't saying, "Hmm, I'm really interested in Lincoln. I think I'll pick this one place, but not this other one." So it's just. Uh, I think in a lot of cases it depends on where it's convenient for you to travel to. And, again, because it's the um, the newest, and um, uh, I think it's um, – uh Again, I think I think it only helps us, and we could never compete with Springfield anyway, because Lincoln is actually there. He's, <laughs> we can't compete with the idea that his tomb is there and the actual Lincoln is there. So I think there's always been the pilgrimage factor, and his home in Springfield, um, and again, plus the fact that he's still there. And most of his family, Robert's the only one who's not buried there in the family, uh, in the family tomb. And, and where is he? 
uh, he's at Arlington. He was um, um, he fought in the Civil War, and um, his wish was to be buried at Arlington. And I think his wife also preferred that Mary Harlan Lincoln. The uh, there is in fact an, an issue of Lincoln lore. With uh, uh, if you want to listeners want to go back and mm-hmm. track down the Lincoln Museum's uh, now monthly, no quarterly publication, Lincoln lore. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a back issue that tells why Robert's not with the rest of the family in death. Mm-hmm. The uh, so the museum is moving into the future. The future lies ahead of us, as the commencement speakers like to say. Mm-hmm. The uh, there are I don't know if these are clouds on the horizon, but the the museum's sponsor, the Lincoln Financial Group, which has generously supported the museum for for many years moved its own corporate headquarters out of Fort Wayne to Philadelphia some years ago. And one a question you must receive occasionally is, is how long will the museum stay in Fort Wayne? Uh, I think there there is the uh, the same the same commitment to the museum that that commitment from the corporation hasn't changed and we're under the um, Lincoln Financial Group Foundation and are actually building up uh, an endowment so that we can um, spread out our support from beyond the Lincoln Financial Group Foundation when we founded the Friends of the Lincoln Museum in uh, I think was uh, spring of 2000 they were uh, officially organized Uh, they're raising that's the um, the group that raises money for all of our temporary exhibits and education programs, which aren't um, included by the donation that the foundation makes. So we are slowly um, uh, working our way so that we're, um, we have support from lots of different institutions. But I think the Lincoln Financial Group Foundation is definitely committed to the museum, and um, um, there's no sign that that has changed, now, or is, is going to, really, I think. And individuals can contribute to the museum if they're interested. Is that correct? Oh, that's that's correct. And we did start up. We have um, a membership program that we've had. Uh, oh, gee, that's been at least ten years. Um, when we opened the new museum, uh, you, that's the only way that you can get Lincoln Lore is to be a member of the museum. And I think it's very reasonable, and you get. Um, a lot of benefits from membership at the Lincoln Museum. And again, we do want. Um, and I think it's um, worthy of the Lincoln legacy that we do spread out, that it is a grassroots support. So, um, And all of that information about joining the museum is on our website, which uh, you mentioned earlier, the lincolnmuseum.org. And, and listeners are encouraged to check that out, see what the museum looks like, and uh, consider giving it your support. One of the issues that I recall from my time at the museum that continues to be an issue I deal with as a professor of public history and affects museums everywhere in the country is the identity of the people who visit museums. There's a tendency in many cases for museum visitors to either be the young school children or older retired people. Some of that is natural. Those are the groups with more leisure time or more academic need to come to museums. Mm -hmm. But museums of all kinds struggle to bring in diverse audiences in particular I know when I was at the Lincoln Museum, we made a lot of effort to bring in African-American visitors who we thought would uh, not be disconnected from the story of Abraham Lincoln. And our success was always limited. I wouldn't, Do you see that as a continuing issue at the museum? 
Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I think that's that's the case for all museums. It's just that there's so much that demands people's time. There's so much to choose from that um, it's difficult. We try to um, again. That's why we do temporary exhibits on a huge variety. Some of our exhibits are very tangentially related to Lincoln and the Civil War. And we do that to bring in a new audience who might not know yet that Lincoln is interesting for um, their everyday life. Which is also why museums. Um, a lot of people are curious about why museums are renting themselves out for weddings and um, uh, corporate me, parties and that kind of thing. I, I hear our music telling us we're near the end. What is currently the temporary exhibit at the museum? Uh, the temporary exhibit that will be opening next week is called Picturing the Century. It's from the it's a Smithsonian exhibit, uh, picturing the uh, 20th century. So it's a fascinating, um, um, uh, mostly um, images of the. Um, the entire 20th century from the Smithsonian's collection. And that will be opening in this early December 2005 uh, at uh, the Lincoln Museum in yeah. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right. Well, Carolyn, thanks very much for being the guest today on Civil War Talk Radio. Oh, it uh, it's always fun to talk to an old colleague. I urge all our listeners to stop by if you're anywhere near Fort Wayne, Indiana. Look for it on a map at the northeast corner. And uh, when you're there, I won't say there's a lot to do in Fort Wayne, but you don't want to miss the Lincoln Museum when you're there. Thanks again, Carolyn, okay, and thank, thank you, you all for listening to Civil War Talk Radio. The sun lies beneath.